0: we're listening to the Superpower Up podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, this is Tonya Don your superpower expert, and I have the absolute pleasure today of speaking with Hans Wilhelm. He is absolutely amazing. He's got videos all over YouTube, over 200 books that he's written and illustrated, some of them with Byron Katie. Um, his books have sold over 42 million copies, translated into 30 languages. Like blah. Obviously, I could brag about this man for eons, but, but the most flattering thing I think I can share is that he has this ability of really providing information in a way that is understandable. And, and the way we stumbled upon him was, neva and i were having a conversation about um buddhism and hinduism one day and the concept of karma came up and she was a little confused about how karma worked and so we went looking for resources and we stumbled upon a video that hans had done on how karma worked and it was brilliant and it was just fascinating and it was accessible for her and um it was it was very beautiful and so we reached out and well, actually, we kind of dove down a rabbit hole, watched a number of videos, but uh, we reached out to see if he wanted to join us on the show, and he graciously agreed. And so I'm really excited to share him with you today because he has this art of making the spiritual realm accessible, and that, that is for sure an art. And so please join me in welcoming Hans to the show. Welcome, Hans. Tonya, thank you so much
1: for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you.
0: Well, thank you. It it definitely, uh, the feeling is likewise over here. So we jump in first of all and ask, what are your superpowers?
1: My superpowers, well, I believe, I don't think I have any superpowers on my own. Any super, any power that I have comes from a much higher source. And I can't even lift my little finger without that source wanting it (laughs) or helping So, So. any any kind of power i i might have or whatever it is is not my power but it is lent from um, a higher source and uh, i enjoy it and i use it for bringing more light and uh, joy into the world in my humble ways of writing illustrating and whatever else i do so i'm using that power uh, which keeps me alive and uh, hopefully i can spread some joy with
0: oh that's beautiful and you certainly are being humble because the, the, the work that you do is nothing short of magic, but I but I really appreciate and honor what you're talking about. Um, you know, people ask me all the time how I do what I do and, and, and all that good stuff, and it's, you know, it, I tell them, like, really, the secret is I feel like I'm in a constant state of prayer, and, um, you know, I had to delineate between, you know, being really clear that I couldn't do it like there's no and if i get in the way then i don't do it you know so so i appreciate what you're talking about but let me ask you this question so so if we believe in oneness and we know that we're all connected and that we're all part of source as we say things like okay we we know that this is of god or this is of a higher power or this and that but we are that higher power as well how do you reconcile that within yourself
1: well, for myself, it's very clear. There is the creator. Uh, you can call it, We call him in our culture God and so on. And there are uh, his, his children, if you want to say, his creations. And I am part of God, but I'm not God, which I think is very, very important because I think a lot of New Age teaching says I am God. Because the moment I say I am God, I'm no longer responsible to anybody. I don't have to have any guilt. I can kill anybody, can't do what I want, etc. because I am God. Therefore, I think very important for me to realize that I am not God. Although my ego sometimes (laughs) thinks that way, but (laughs) I am not God. And that's very important. So there is a higher uh, energy above me to whom in a way I'm responsible. Also, strictly speaking, I'm responsible to myself, but it is uh, still, uh, I am not God. That's what I'm trying to say. I am not God. I am part of God and I am the creation of God. Mm. And... uh, that's, in a short, that's where I find the difference. And we are all connected. That is true. The all stream of God, of love, flows through everything, animates everything, and we are connected with everything. I have a lovely little video on my Life Explained website on giving. Uh, like, for instance, we always think we are giving something to someone else, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, and Thanksgiving and all this kind of thing. And when in this uh, video, you see that because we are all connected, we cannot give anything to anyone else because everybody else is me. So I always give to myself. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing of uh, 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 maybe I give something nice to you so God will see it or it's something great. I can, and, uh, some people will respect me, etc. It's all nonsense. It falls away once we realize that we are all connected and that the person in Chimba or the person in Africa or whatever it is, is Directly linked with me like the fingers on one hand and if one of the fingers is bleeding the whole hand is infected So I'm getting a band and here this one finger and everybody else is happy But I don't do this because I'm such a giving loving beautiful person to help my finger No, I do this as a natural reaction giving is a natural reaction. It's a general It's a natural generosity, which we all have once we understand that there is no separation between you and me
0: Mm-hmm yeah and I think that sometimes our minds can kind of take that and run away with it in the sense of you know being one of the one or being an aspect of god or being all these things and it's like it kind of like like I kind of get to that place where I just go Ooh, you know I shake my head like what you know my mind wants to melt um when it when it goes into those the stratosphere like that because the and, and I think that a lot of times we use that as a enough of a deterrent to not step into those spaces of connection because, it, we, you know, we live in such a polarized kind of existence of, well, if this, then this, or if this, not this, but it is what you're talking about is really both like, like you are an aspect of oneness and you still have kind of an individual responsibility. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah, very much so. The individual responsibility, yes. Yeah, so like the finger on one hand, each finger has its purpose, but they're mm-hmm. all connected to one hand, and and, and so, so they all have to work in harmony to make a healthy hand and a healthy body, and it's working in harmony and caring for each other is the key. It's, it's the service, and, the, and service and love, the two elements of our existence, and that we do when we give, when we help out, et etc. et cetera. So we do, yes, we do have to interact. And we cannot just move to the mountain top and say, oh, everything is one, everything is happy, and I am just the Buddha or whatever it is. That won't get us anywhere. That would definitely mm-hmm. make us fail in our task. We are here right smack where we are planted. That's where we should bloom in our own very particular fashion and however we are created. And whatever our skills are and our talents are, we're surrounded by people and by situations where we constantly um, are challenged and helped, and I think the whole life is nothing else but a big school, and where we would have to learn every day to to uh, overcome certain kind of past stuff like karma, or also uh, go boldly into with, into the future with some with our talents and our skills and spread the love.
0: Mm. Well, and I'm glad you said that because because part of part of this conversation, what I'm so fascinated with you. About is that you tackle some really, really abstract concepts and and put them into frameworks that that are truly accessible. You know that 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 people can really feel like they're they're touching and playing with the the, the spiritual realm, if you will. Um, how did you come to to that? Like, was there a point when you realized that was what you were here to do, that, that you were comfortable communicating things in an understandable way? Like, how did that unfold?
1: No, it wasn't my plan originally. I mean, I made children's books for 30 years, and I enjoyed doing that. And my spiritual path, which is much, much longer, 50 years or whatever it is, I kept to myself, uh, although it comes out in my books indirectly. But uh, when, on the day, when my, just the day before my father died, who believed in no existence after death, Um, I spoke to him and said, look, if you, uh, I know what you believe in and you think consciousness is over when you die, but just in case there may be something different, these are the 10 things which will happen when you die. You will see this and this and this. And he just smiled and the next day he died. And Mm. I totally forgot about it. But then many years later, I was in a meeting where there was a medium and I just was one of the first to came in and he came right up to me. I've never seen this person. And he said to me, as you enter the door, um, I saw your father coming and coming right to me and says, go to this young man over there, that was long ago, and thank him uh, for the information he gave me. And mm. I, uh, it was very important. And I see now on this side of how many souls are arriving here, totally confused, because I didn't expect that they would continue to live or whatever it is. <laughs> and um, would, would I please make books about this and tell people more about this to prepare them. And I thought about it for a long time and. Having done many books, I said, books, spiritual books really are tough sellers. And I says if I really have to share something, I would like to go where the youth are, people, young people. Because I remember when I was 19, 18 years old, I, was, I wanted to know all this stuff. We didn't have the internet. So I made oh, the okay. videos, and I made them very short, five, six, seven, eight minutes, some a bit longer. But for young people to really get an idea, and then I usually, at the end of many of the videos, I mention some books or some movies or whatever it is where they can find more information
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so that was very successful and i and the young people all over the world and not only young people find this very helpful because what i do i use my illustration talent. i illustrate as i speak i draw how the karma works how it relates to the stars etc and how it comes back to us etc and you see that as i draw these things you see how it all connects it's nothing else but connecting the dots of of the spiritual of spirituality and then Mm. I think about other subjects about whatever it is about organ donation or whatever it is karma and reincarnation life before birth life after birth uh, spirit possession a very good one popular at the moment the luciferian doctrine and a lot of other things
0: Mm. which one was the one you said is popular right now
1: the Luciferian doctrine of how our world is sort of a little bit uh, under, not a little bit, a little bit much under negative influence and how it, where it came from historically so, and uh, how it uh, manifests itself in our day to day life and mm. our opportunity not to get locked uh, in, the, got caught up in this, in this um, need and having uh, what, what, what I'm saying is having and and being somebody in the ego trips, which right. the Luciferian the the doctrine feeds into. We are not here to be uh, to get. We are here to become,
0: mm. and that's
1: the key. And, and to become is, I think, the more inward path, the more spiritual path. We are here for our soul, for the growth of our soul, to reconnect again to, to the where we once came from. Mm, beautiful. And beautiful. Also like. To I'd like to add just one thing. My videos are not linked to any specific denomination or any religious organization. Uh, I'm a bit bit critical about the religious organizations. I even made a video on that one. So these are totally free and anybody can leave them or like them or love them. I have no need to, (laughs) to convert anybody about this. I say that over and over again. I merely offer, if it works for you, fine. And the test is always in the pudding. Try to apply these laws. Try to see how it works when you do this and that. And I think that's mm. where, I, where eventually, that's how I got hooked on it. Because I learned about the, the, the law of karma, the law of projection, the law of attraction, etc. very early. And I saw I that suddenly everything made sense. Suddenly my action were, made total sense and so on. Everything fell into place. And uh, that was an early awakening which I had just by the spiritual laws which are never taught at schools. Mm. And these laws are run our life more so than not equally like the law of gravity and all the other material laws. They are so mm. strong. They are ironclad laws. But as a young person, we don't learn about them.
0: Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, Hans, where can people go to find out more about you?
1: My website is called lifeexplained.com. And you can also find them on YouTube when you punch in either Hans Wilhelm Or life explained videos
0: I love it very cool stick with us we're talking with Hans Wilhelm about making the spiritual realm accessible when we come back we're gonna dive into a couple topics one um, around kids like how do you talk to kids about some of these really abstract things he's the expert folks so stick with us and we'll be right back
1: are you here to change the world do you talk about things like vibration frequency awakening and consciousness are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer to peer learning, intensive one on one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24 7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit SuperpowerExperts.com slash The Net to learn more.
0: Perfect. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. Today, we're talking with Hans Wilhelm about making the spiritual realm accessible. Hans, before the show, you and I Talked a little bit about um, Neva and how we found you, and some of the conversations she and I have been having. And I know that this is an area that you're very, very well versed in. What advice do you have for parents or teachers or um, you know spiritual guides or whoever who find themselves coming upon some of these children um, who are asking really hard questions? How do we, how do we address those in a way that's in alignment for them?
1: Let me just be very clear about it. I did not bring up young kids. I married. <laughs> with a, uh, a wonderful woman who already had kids in their teens. So I, I, <laughs> I'm i not the expert of how do you do that as a parent. I only know it as a, in general terms and having written many books in many schools and spoken to many, many children around the world on, on, on various topics, but not often on the spiritual subjects. But the one thing which I always feel very important to, for us to remember is that a child, whether it's a man, one year old or one month old or 10 years or 15 years old, is a fully grown spiritual being just only in a small uh, small body. And um, it does not have the fully understanding because the, the earthly, the uh, material world uh, stops. We have uh, the, the veil of forgetfulness. But uh, in deep in the inside that child, in every human being, is this wonderful, splendid, fully evolved spiritual being. And all we have to basically is touch that again, to bring that back into life again and see this person, this young person, as somebody who has got this incredible potential, or, or no, uh, not only potential, but the fullness of, of a developed spiritual being. They are not just little kids. And I think that's what's important, to take them seriously. And I think when you do, like you do homeschooling and so on, you take this child already much more serious. You ask them questions instead of telling them what things is. I like the, the example when I made the book, I Will Always Love You, which is about death, and um, I went to, on many TV shows with it and so on. It always came with the same question. It says, don't tell the kids always what happens at death. Ask them, what do you think? And you will be surprised the wisdom you hear. More wisdom than from your preacher, from uh, your neighbor, or from anybody else. Kids, young kids have a direct connection to this, as well as a direct connection to, to the nature, to nature, to animals, and so on. Things which we often don't have anymore. They really care more. They are far more in tune with these things. And very often young children can see nature's spirits, the elementals, like fairies and gnomes and so on. And we put them down and say, oh, these are just imaginary friends. They are not. We are the ones who are blinded, not the children. So I think it's important to respect all these kinds of things they may say. And if they see auras and things like this, not to put them down on this. Our or question is, oh, you're funny or something crazy or whatever it is. These are gifts the child has. And if we cut them too short or to cut them down on this or criticize them and so on, it just sort of frightens it and doesn't bring it out. And these gifts should be enhanced and, and uh, affirmed, I think is the word I'm looking for. And children are Kabbalah mm-hmm. that are the, the little Zen masters parachuted into our life. They are our teachers. Children are our teachers. Everybody's our teacher. And we are not necessarily their teacher. They are our teacher. Whatever they do that disturbs us is something that we have to learn key up in ourselves. Everybody else around us is nothing else but a mirror image of ourselves, and particularly when we have a re- emotional response to it. And that is always our feedback that we get that says, aha, uh-huh, I have to work on this in myself. So children are just only nothing else than mm-hmm. our mirror. There's a wonderful movie, a video I did. I think the law of projection, which will explain that in great detail of how this all works, and how all the things which really upset us in others, children or grown-ups, is nothing else but things in ourselves which we still have to love.
0: Mm, very cool. And and I think that, that that part of the challenge is well, there's it's twofold. One is the idea of you know, if what they're saying is true, if, if, then there are implications for our own versions of reality that we've gotten very comfortable in. And so, you know, I remember when Neva was little, she would ask me, um, you know, if she was talking to someone or, or she knew that we were going to be getting together with someone, she would ask, you know, are, are these the kind of people who believe in fairies? <laughs> that was kind mm. of the, the determining line of like how she was going to choose to communicate with them. Um, and it was it was so powerful, and then and then the other thing was that that what I watch in myself is, you know, watching where the old kind of paradigm, old stories come into play, and old habits and behaviors versus really playing that kind of mentoring role of okay, well, let me assist you in your space versus insisting that you come into to mine, and um, and I think that's true with everybody, but particularly as parents. Um, you know, it was really early on when I watched myself programming her with things that my clients were paying me a lot of money to deprogram them from. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, and, and, but it challenged all of my beliefs about parenting. And I, and I really had to sit with, you know, my husband had, and I had a lot of talks about can we simply guide her? And can we simply, you know, mentor her in the same way that we would each other? And, and, it was, and we still struggle with that from time to time because um, I believe that we've agreed to transmute some of those stories in the collective consciousness about what it means to be a parent and a child and to have that relationship. Um, and so it comes up, you know, and, and we have to make a conscious choice every time not to slip into that.
1: I think it also depends very much from child to child. You are very blessed to have a very advanced, uh, spiritually advanced child, but the others may not have, others may have a, need a different approach. I think it comes from mm-hmm. child to child It's differently. But uh, but again, I think the number one for me always is that the child is my teacher. And when I, once I see that, then everything sort of, I hold back. I attempt to hold back and say, oh, what I'm trying to say here. It's just something which, it's just, as you said, old programs, which I re- uh, Rehashing again, or is it something new or something which makes me aware of something where I have to look at something but uh, mm-hmm. i don't know that's, that's, <laughs> that's my, my my theory on on child raising, which I said I skipped wisely and only do indirect and only know indirectly, and through the feedback on my books mm. and visits
0: yeah, it's really interesting, and I don 't know whose theory it was. I know that it came to me through either the course or Gary Renard's work or something. But it, um, but the idea that depending on where we're at in our journeys, like how many lifetimes and and which, which kind of we're at the tail end of the um, kind of enlightenment journey, child rearing is sometimes an indicator or, or not child rearing is sometimes an indicator of what we chose in this lifetime. And so for instance, you know, the, I think the comment was made that for a lot of folks, if this is their last kind of incarnation, if you will, I mean, obviously that take, you know, we got to, we could have a whole conversation about the time space continuum, but, but let's say this is the last like lifetime as an incarnated being that oftentimes people don't choose to procreate because of the realization of the illusion and, and this kind of thing. And so I find it, um, I, I thought that conversation was really fascinating, um, from a, how do we, you know, who procreates, who doesn't, like who, who beings choose to come to and who they don't and, and at what frequency and, and all that, that, that conversation fascinates me.
1: Yeah, it is. uh, The little I, I know from the spiritual word I sort of studied is in, that because there are um, a lot of souls want to incarnate to help this world as it's for the new transition and so on, but there aren 't enough uh, bodies available in the developed countries, and mm. therefore they take the, they have to incarnate in the third second and third world countries, which is not uh, that would not be their karma, but just only to get into the earth to be right there they'd accept very um, challenging environments and parents and and et cetera, just to be incarnated because with our birth control and abortion in the Western world, we are not giving enough souls who want to come and want to help the opportunity to, to, to incarnate.
0: Very fascinating. So that, that brings up to me, I had been getting some information about how, Um, here in the not-so-distant future that the concept of incarnation and and infancy and everything else, we may just end up doing away with because it begs the question, like, those beings can simply come here. They don't have to take on bodies or anything else. That's been the way, but it's not necessary. It's just because we don't necessarily open up the belief system to allow for beings to just appear here. You know, very few of us would, would readily step into to that as our reality where it's like people can just um, materialize in whatever form or fashion. And so I wonder if, if that's not the precursor to the information that I've been getting, which is I, I'm not, I think here soon we're going to, at least for some of us, the idea of beings just appearing um, and not requiring a body, um, I don't think we're too far off from that.
1: It may be. I, I don't know much about that one. My personal feeling is that once the world goes into the higher vibrations, the material body, the shell, our space suit may change as well and may no mm-hmm. longer be necessary yeah. to that degree. Once we're on a higher frequency, the souls may not need that space suit anymore. Yeah. But I think yeah. here on Earth, to really do something, this world. You need the spacesuit, the physical body. You can still be here as a spirit, so to speak, which I don't think is a good idea. But anyway, you can do that, <laughs> but you cannot really you cannot really influence enough here in the world or very little. Or there are some negative spirits who do a lot of mess here, yeah. Oh. And uh, there, too still So, But if you wanted some good work, you probably like to have a physical body. But uh, I am not... At the moment I'm here on this earth, I can only see it from my small little perspective. Once I'm mm. on the other side, I maybe know a little bit more about that one. For the time okay. being, I've got my physical body. I have to really live my day by day. And uh, I just wanted a few years ago, I think I was in Phoenix, actually, I think, where I was on doing a, on a uh, during the lecture tour. And um, uh, there was a delayed plane and I had a, had a cup of coffee. And I normally don't like Starbucks because it's too bitter for me. But on that, I was desperate. So I got the Starbucks cup of Starbucks coffee. And I noticed I, on that cup, there was a little poem. And this poem hit me. And I have it here. And it's, it, I think it says it all. Life is a school for angels. Mm-hmm. Love is the teacher. So you do your homework without fear. Death is merely graduation by Jeffrey a Starbucks customer. I said, this is exactly it, this is a poem, my whole philosophy is, we are here, this is a school, this is just like college, a very short visit, it's only 800,000 hours or less, it's very, very short, where we really are growing our soul again or evolving again uh, from our perfection, back to our, the perfection that we once had. And everything that we are facing is nothing else but challenges, just like in a college, where we every day have to learn something to mature, and we have got choices. We can either go to a college where we only have parties and beer, but we don't learn much, or we go to a college of the Ivy League where we work very hard and then we also progress spiritually. So we do have the choices of how and which co- how we do the college years. We can also put all our energies into making money and business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's usually not what college is about. We may go to work at. Uh, waiting on table and so on. But it's usually learning and dealing with, I've got a new video, which is relatively new video, called The Amazing Earth School that explains exactly of how with the planets and all the influences we have, how the karma comes back. So from day to day, we are given these building blocks, which are all there for our challenges to really evolve again, to become free again, and to become love again.
0: Mm, beautiful. Well, I think it's obvious that you and I could probably talk for days or years on all of this stuff. And, um, but I have, a, I have a suspicion that, that, uh, that you're going to be a favorite on this show. So we'll, we'll make sure to have you back and cover some more topics. Um, before the break, I know we shared with how people can find you. Do you want to remind them again?
1: Yeah, it's uh, on my website, lifeexplained.com. Or the, on the YouTube, you can also go for the live Explained videos or you punch in Hans Wilhelm. You know the spell the di- name <laughs> in, in, in your program on the website. And you can also, on my, on my home website, it's hanswilhelm.com. So there mm. are very, very various ways to get hold of these videos. And they're all for free. And uh, you have nothing to join.
0: Mm, well... I appreciate you. I love what you're doing in the world. I love you. And I just really um, hold a lot of gratitude in my heart for the fact that you are boldly and courageously sharing this information in, in a really um, practical way so people can, can get this. And it speaks to those aspects of them that they're trying so desperately to understand. And um, you know, I, for one, just appreciate knowing that you're out there in the world doing that work.
1: Thank you so much also for your wonderful work you are doing, Tonya, by sharing that. Thank mm. you. I
0: do. Awesome. Thank you. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. So until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.